episode 169 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian the Sauce Sharply. Hello. And Matt Cassell. Good evening. It is Monday night, October 17th, and tonight we are joined by special guest, my dear, dear little brother, Matthew Kibbert. Sup, nerds. You might want to speak louder. I think you're on the back end of the mic. Excuse me. Sup, nerds. There we go. Condescending as always. I wonder where he gets that from. Learn from the best. Growing up being friends with his brother's buddy Ian. <laughs> yeah. Tonight we're going to talk the last Rogue One trailer. The full, final Rogue One trailer. And maybe we're going to get into some of our favorite spooky monsters and mythology from history. So, Ian, why don't you kick us off with housekeeping? Sure thing. Uh, you can go to mixos.com to check out the podcast, the strips, as well as Paul's reviews, mixos.com. You can follow along with us on the Facebook page. We have a Instagram page, at mixos. If you want to see some behind-the-scenes kind of things that we do with the strips, we post sketches and unused drawings there, so check out the Instagram page. You can always follow Paul on Twitter. He's an active Twitter person. Get underscore McSauce. Is that correct? Tweet on reg. Uh, sort of reg. Semi reg. Yeah. Uh, more uh, regular than I do. Right. Uh, you can find me at the sauce on Twitter. Matt, you never tweet, but if anybody wants to send hate messages, I know you do. You've expressed that you want to send hate messages to Matt. So <laughs> at little depressed Matt. And um, I, uh, I've tweeted. Have you tweeted? Yeah. I know that you tweeted your victory lap whenever you won uh, money from me in the Godzilla <laughs> bet of that, 2014. That meme was actually quite great. And I remember when I sent it to you, I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was such an obnoxious picture of me in front of a Godzilla stand. Do you take any other type of picture besides obnoxious? Uh, handsome? Yeah, handsome. Right? I'd say so. Thank you. Handsome and obnoxious. Us, us Mats need to stick together, but yeah, definitely handsome. I like that he doesn't tweet, but like when he won a bet with you, he was like opening new social media accounts. <laughs> Sing from the tops of the mountains. But that uh, was. Lost. I remember sending you that picture, Ian. And I remember you that were too. So unamused by it. I was actually surprised that you couldn't even laugh a little bit at it, but. See, no, that's revisionist history. I think that I was cool with it. I was. I wasn't I, upset. I really don't think... Was I that... What did I do, man? Tell I, me what I fucking I don't, did. I don't think you even reacted to it. I think... Boiled it on was the just inside. A little, was I that upset? I think like, you were a little salty. It was, it was fresh. No, it was new. I wasn't. And I was rubbing it in, so yeah. I can tell you whenever I've been salty. There have been many times on this podcast that I've been salty or upset I, with you. I, that's true, and I do think that you're very uh, fair about it, your admittance to saltiness. Clip that. Remember that, everybody. Although, my, although my, I, my I salty believe, awareness. I believe you're remembering this just a little bit incorrectly, but that's okay. <sighs> okay, that'll be a discussion for another day. Okay. What would your salty awareness be if it was like a Madden rating? My salty awareness. It would be very high. I know whenever I'm upset. I can name the times that I've been exactly. like upset with people. You're like you can go back at uh, mixsauce.libson.com and listen to the times that I've been angry and salty. 
Matt, the one time that jumps out, the most recent time, was that I was upset or salty with Matt was um, whenever we were talking about Preacher on AMC. It was months before. It was right after they announced that Preacher was going to be uh, put into development, and we were kind of speculating on if it could possibly live up to the hype that Paul and myself had built up. And Matt kind of said, oh, you know, I don't think that it's going to possibly ever live up to your expectations as your favorite thing. That's a very just thing for Matt to say. You're right. Very, like, grounded in reality. And I'm pretty sure I lashed out and did some <laughs> some very bitchy, like, you haven't even read the books, have you? I'm pretty sure I did that, so. Wait, um... I don't remember you getting angry. But... Dude, I got so pissed. Go back. Okay. Yeah. Where, where can I find that episode? Sauce.libson.com. And uh, I don't know the episode, but uh, I'll let you know after the show, man. Okay. What a plug. Those are pros. Thanks. We've done this 168 times. 69. Or <clears throat> this is the 69. Dude, yeah. So, little brother, uh, you're on the show tonight. Do you want to plug anything in housekeeping? Um, I do. Um, I'm releasing, um, I'm, I'm starting a t-shirt business with, uh, a buddy of mine. Um, if you, well, soon here, I just gotta finish some banking account stuff, but the Etsy shop's gonna go up, um, under Granite Street Press, and, um, basically just, I'm a t-shirt connoisseur. I like a good, funny t-shirt, so, um, are you a, a mashup kind of guy, or do you like more original type designs? Sort of a. I hate to almost say that I'm a mashup guy now, because like it's it's becoming. It depends on the mashup. It's become enough of a thing that you're asking if I'm a mashup guy. Like it's a big thing now, but some of them are just good. I'm still waiting on that chips silverhawks version. Uh, you could probably produce that yourself, sir. I'm kind of You're the only one that's waiting on it. Yeah, but I mean, like, if one's good, like... You're like, tired of the mashups, you're tired of Kind of. Uh, you know, okay, so you know those t-shirt websites where it's available for, available for 24 hours? They're almost always a mashup of some kind. Right. Usually it's and Doctor Who... fuck them, Who, by the way. Granite Street Press on Etsy. Usually it's, like, Doctor Who, right? And something else. I thought you were going to say Back to the Future. Is there a lot of that? I no no. This is what it is because I like this and I've bought oh, a few the of these. It's all it's no, no, always it's always Calvin and Hobbes and something, and I'm like, oh bye bye <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess that's what I'm thinking of. It's it's Calvin and Hobbes is Marty and Doc Brown. It's Calvin and Hobbes is oh, Yoda Elena and Luke. Wicket. It's Yoda and Luke. Yeah, it's Calvin and Hobbes. Locking and on that fucking, fucking log. Sauce. Oh wait, I sh- that hasn't been done yet. I, I yeah, seriously. I wish I would have wore my mashup shirt with uh, Yoda and Luke walking on the log because I have that shirt. Yeah, oh, I like that shit. I don't give I've fuck. seen that. I've seen that. Anyway, yeah, um, Granite Street Press uh, should be up on Etsy here in the next couple of days. If you're into um, sports, we have some silly sports shirts. And um, some pop culture things on the way. So look it up. We'll make sure to plug you on uh, Instagram and Facebook as well. As soon as you get that stuff up, buddy. So you'll have all of McSauce Nation behind you. All 130 people or however many listen to this stupid I thought you show. guys got like 10,000 questions on the Dealy Wheelie Chili or Dealy Chili. We really did. I mean, Dealy Chili Wheelie last time was just through the roof. And we do honestly have a lot of people listening to the show. We have... Um, 
our, our biggest base of listeners is ironically in Washington, D.C. Um, higher than Pittsburgh, higher than any other. Well, locale. I'm pretty sure it's because of all the political maneuvering we do on this show. Uh, I, I think that that's a, a really strong point. We tap right into the heartbeat of the nation. See, I thought it was Absolutely. all the Steelers hate from me. All, all the all the Washington Redskins. Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore is its own separate block. Only two people from Baltimore listen to us, and and know, now they just fall. and now they're out. Yeah. How bananas would it be if it was coming straight from the White House? <laughs> you could, that'd be great. You could follow your listenership right to the POTUS. Barack's a big fan. Don't you think it would be helpful if he plugged us at least you would once? Think he's got Twitter and shit, right? Like, I don't know. Come do on, follow, Barack. Do you follow Barack? Uh, I should, right? I don't. Could you imagine if he tweeted, like, hashtag McSaustober? That you guys would, would lose your mind. That would be great. All of your heads would explode I think it was fucking cum. <laughs> I wouldn't Ooh, know for a whole day because I... to create a POTUS parody. I, I wouldn't know for a whole day because I, don't, I never check my Twitter, so... You check it. You check it regularly. A lot of the time, I'll I'll put something up and immediately, I'll get a favorite or a like, and I'm like, this must have been Wayne. And I'm like, oh fuck, it's Ian. Ian's <laughs> doing his job today. Oh fuck you! I'm all over that Instagram shit, man. Why don't we talk about some other people that are doing their jobs, not the people creating the next Star Wars movie? Ooh. Oh, I'm just kidding. Let's get into it right now. The Final full Rogue One trailer was released yesterday. No, Friday. Uh, Friday. Yeah, Friday. Friday. And uh, we we all watched it tonight before we started. Some of us for the first time. Ian and Matthew. What do we think about? It? Are we more excited? Or are we less excited? That this Matt, I'm sure this filled in some plot gaps that you like. Yeah, I guess it did a little bit, but not a ton, to be honest with you. I feel like, much like this year's election, everybody's decided. You're either excited for Rogue One, or you're not excited. Except for the idiots that watched the Rogue One trailer in the town hall and were somehow undecided on whether they, <laughs> they were excited or not. They're, They're like, going to see whatever else is out in so December. Can you at least say one thing you like about the Rebel Alliance and the, the Empire? Let's all try to get along. Come on, Vader. Well, I don't like those new Stormtrooper outfits, so rebellion all the way. By the way, I'm normally in your corner with arguments. Sometimes. Who's even, corner? Even, <clears throat> my big brothers, even as silly as they are, but when I was listening to the episode where you were describing oh, the reasons that Matthew. you... I think that's called no, nepotism. Nobody mm -hmm. could side with Paul on that one. He was on an island. Paul can't even side a, with himself. A tropical island, if you will. But he was on an island by himself just kind of trying to formulate some kind of coherent explanation for his feelings being the way they were. And I don't... Do you feel like they came through, Paul? Do you think that you verbalized your... No. But he clearly reached somebody. I feel like I hung you out to dry. Now I feel bad. No, now he, I'm like, back he, off he's out him. too. He's out too. He, think he, he doesn't agree either. All right, no. so actually I think that Paul had the most... Interesting opinion the last time we talked about Rogue One. Paul, why don't you lead? What what was your reaction to this trailer? Do you have you been swayed? Are you a little more excited? It's only uh what, a few short months away. Wait, literally, what's today's date? The seventeenth. Okay, so it's less than three months away. Uh it looked like another Rogue One trailer. 
didn't give me anything more or less. Mm. So he's pumped. Than yeah, I was right. expecting. You know, it looks like a, a, a Rogue One trailer. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like Jenna Erso's accent is as heavy as you thought Ray's accent was. What do you mean? I know all about family. Oh, that. <laughs> do you think that it would be more offensive if it was a straight if she if Jen Erso was from Indiana? You know, like she wouldn't that Pittsburgh. be? Yeah. <laughs> I know all about family. Oh yeah, they're down at the that's what makes Triangle you, Bar. That's what makes you rebels. It looks like it, it looks like a, a, a Rogue One trailer. I mean, you know, it's um, it's same. not the needle. The needle hasn't been moved. Yeah, this this trailer, I I think isn't going to sway anybody if if you're in one camp or the other this didn't move the needle anyway you see vader coming out of the fog eh nobody's going to be more or less excited about that because we already knew that he was in it doesn't really matter this one this last trailer doesn't really matter like the final debate it doesn't matter matt where are you at yeah i kind of agree because um, this trailer kind of just built on a lot of what we've already seen in two prior trailers. It didn't feel like it revealed much new stuff. Um, although I did kind of like that Vader shot, Ian. I thought that that was pretty cool because like, we saw Vader walking kind of with a purpose. With rather Dude, briskly. Yeah, yeah, and I don't recall ever seeing him walk that aggressively. It was the fastest it Vader dog. Uh, so, if he would have ran out of the fog with can a I, of like... Can I make I'm glad you guys hard. brought this up because that was one of my talking points for this trailer, but I was like, no. You if like I bring up the fact that Vader's walking too fast, <laughs> I'm going to be the guy that said Vader's walking too fast. So I'm glad you guys also noticed that he was coming out of the fog. He, yeah, he, he was, purpose, he was brisk. Not, not too fast. Actually, you know what it reminded me of, in all seriousness, the trailer for the remake of Friday the 13th with Supernatural Zone... Uh, Jensen Paddle, Jared Padalecki. Jared Padalecki. Uh, is he related to uh, Johnny Galecki by chance? Absolutely. I think they're distant cousins. Okay, so... Uh, that ends in Ecky, you're blood. In, in that... In that like Ian Sharpalecki. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so in that trailer... All right, all right. So in that Friday the 13th trailer, there is a sequence where Jason kind of almost runs toward one of the victims, and you never see him run. But yet, when you see him moving in a way that's a little unfamiliar, it's so, like, kind of unsettling. And I felt like Darth Vader was kind of scary. You know, he it was shot in a way that he looked awfully imposing... Um, Does it break it for you that he was moving faster than we've ever seen him move before? No. Because I can tell... Paul, you don't even have to say anything. I fucking know. He wasn't... You're like, this is dog shit. Did that that walk say, I'm going to fuck this dude up? Or did it say, holy shit, I'm late for this meeting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely left my wallet here. (laughs) It was totally like, oh man, I totally forgot about this. I forgot to shut off my car. Oh, guys, they're fucking crazy. He has gloves on his helmet. Oh no! It looked to me like he was about to <laughs> drop the cell phone. That like, <laughs> that's what it looked like to me. No, he was going to go over some spreadsheets and be like, "Ah, oh, shit! What are you talking about? The final specs are all wrong. I told you guys. You are he was fool. like, "I'm here! I'm here! I made it! I'm here!" <laughs> you thought he was gonna go kill somebody? Yeah. Eh. 
Could yeah. be. He kills people in meetings, so we've seen that. He was going to go kill some overtime at work. <laughs> she showed up late for him. Yes. We're going to see a lot of different things from Darth Vader in this movie. Things we've never seen. Are we live action? Are we? Yeah, I think so. Why do you say that? Uh, Because we've seen similar but advanced things in Rebels. And I don't think Rogue One being a movie is going to take a backseat to what this little animation show has done. So I think Rebels is going to step up the Vaderness and show us some shit. Isn't that a, or you mean Rogue One? Rogue isn't One, yeah. isn't that a good thing that because the things that we've seen in in Rebels, those are all, those are all great things. Like Vader in Rebels is an awesome character, very menacing, very powerful. Yeah, yes, yes, and I think Ro- I think Rebels handled Vader the exact way they should have, with respect and deference to. What has come before in the original trilogy? But that brisk walk through the fog—you think that is a like no, spitting in the eye of the, no, the vision the, of I Darth did, Vader, don't you? I did think it was kind of a goofy brisk walk. You're fine. But it didn't. You're fun, it, it, it doesn't matter. I don't care about the brisk walk. I thought he was walking a little fast, but that doesn't matter to me. He but, was walking fast. He yeah. was walking fast. But you're right. But you're upset not, as if he it, was sprinting across the no, screen um, with fucking Rocky during the training montage. I think it's funny. Because we're all making fun of it. I really don't care about the brisk walk. Yes, I thought he was walking fast. You guys also thought he was walking fast. Yes. But my larger point is, I think, Rebels being a smaller show, you know, they deferred to what has come before. I think Rogue One being a large blockbuster motion picture, they're not going to be held to the same restraints. I think Rogue One is going to have a little more room to be like, hey, do something with Darth Vader that original trilogy fans are not going to be happy with. So I'm fully why expecting would they, why would him you to do think some that? nonsense. What are you because it's talking a big, about? What are you so, what so, am I talking so, about? I, I said exactly what I'm talking about. We. It, you said what you said. Let me tell you what you said. <laughs> because you're annoyed that I interrupted you. What you said was they're going to purposefully piss off people like us here sitting at the table. They, right, you're suggesting they just have because a meeting they can. to do that. Like that's insane to fucking say. They're not gonna. They're, that's they, what you said. Right, and that's why you I said. You know what I meant. No, I don't know what right. you mean. You absolutely, Ian. You absolutely know oh, what I meant. Fuck you. Matt, you're you're confused. I don't think. I guess I'm not here. I don't here. think they sat down because you didn't fucking interject. Thank you for that. I don't think they sat wait, down. Wait, wait, pause for one second. Matthew, are you understanding what he's talking about? Um, yeah, but I feel like you never made your point as to what... I wonder why. (laughs) Is it because I interrupted him? Yeah, because I didn't fucking get to it yet. It could be. Because you're rolling your eyes and holding your head in your hands. And you're just blatantly like, blah, 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 blah. what are you saying? That's and what I, I do. First of all, I've been oh, waiting. you I can't thought... see my eyes in this darkness. Okay? I so my, look, my, my, my point for this is, Rogue One has larger expectations tied to it. Than? Than, so, uh, than a little kid's show like Rebels. Okay, fine. Agreed. So I think Rogue One is going to take more risks and more chances and try to do more things with one of the most iconic villains of all time than we've seen before. Rogue One played it real straight. They played it real safe. We Rebels? Didn't see it, yeah, Rebels. Rebels didn't do anything <laughs> that we haven't seen Darth Vader do in either A New Hope, Empire, or Jedi. 
We he was saw actively out with... there fighting and and I mean, like if you're saying that his him taking on two kind of Jedi trained individuals at once, like I feel like we have we didn't see that, but we saw it in Rebels. Like he, it was a full display of his power. Right, whenever. and when it came down to him and Ahsoka. We saw oh, shit. something very similar. You should have watched it, man. You should have watched mm-hmm. it. We saw something very similar to Vader in Jedi. Just, just a brutal, and an Empire. You know, just a brutal lightsaber fighter. He's not doing silly shit like Yoda flipping all over the place. He's not doing you know silly close-up camera work shit like Count Dooku because he's too old to fucking move. Like we just saw Vader be brutal. But Vader doesn't have any of those restraints in this second. new film either Paul, because I, he's a person in the costume. Right, but that the, the actual fighting style isn't my point. My point is Ro- Rebels just Rebels was like, "All right, this is this is what Vader's all about. This is what we're going to make Vader about." They were very true to what to how he is in the original trilogy. But I think Rogue One needs to give us something more because it's a big blockbuster movie. I think I think you guys are sort of arguing semantics a little bit. What I want to know is what you think that thing is going to be. Which would leave lead me straight into my opinion of the last trailer and like how I feel about it, but I, I go mean, go for it. No, 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 no. no. I for the love of God, I've been trying to get him to say what <laughs> what Me? Yeah, yeah, what you think you're we're going to see out of I think Vader. We're, I, judging I think, by the last time you guys I talked about Rogue One too. Much like, like the Emperor in Revenge of the Sith, Vader's gonna do something that I think is out of character for who he is. Because it's a big budget spectacle. Like tan on an earthly beach or shoot a bazooka. <laughs> like do like triple backflips <laughs> on that's... all these like floating surfing platforms. I don't think that we're gonna while see while using that. a lightsaber and force lightning. I don't gonna... think we're gonna see that. I think we're going to see a pared down version. The the fan reaction to what he did in Rebels was pretty positive. That's what I think we all expect from Vader and what we want to see. And I think that we're just going to see more of Vader doing that kind of stuff. We're not gonna see. He, what What do you think he's gonna fucking do? Do you think he's really gonna flip around I and hope, do gymnastics? Do you think he's gonna I do hope, that? I hope that's that fucking you, I insane. Hope that you're right. Do I you, hope no, you're right. no, no. Do you think that? I expect something to pull me out of the movie. A brisk walk. Vader do does that. in that movie. Him walking Ian, a little too fast. Ian, you debate much more like Donald Trump than I realized. Number one. This is uh, why. All, I'll give shit. all the fans. This is for you. This is for you, DC fans. <laughs> Here's the thing, Paul. Um, I need to kind of keep you in check with your facts if you're going to try to make points. Um, first of all, when you said Count Dooku with the close-up nonsense, eh, yeah, Christopher Lee couldn't really do stuff. But come on, there were pull-away shots. They had a real swordsman do it with like digital CGI heads on it. So that's not. Yeah, he did flips and shit, and it was kind of dumb looking. But, but you you do understand a lot of that fight was a lot of back and forth close up stuff, well, more so than we had seen in Phantom Menace and leading up to that point in Clone Wars. Um. Well, I know the sequence where they have the close up on Anakin and the close up on uh, Count Dooku, and they were like illuminated by their lightsabers that was kind of a stylistic thing so I don't 
know. But like when they fought again in uh, Revenge of the Sith, there weren't all these crazy close-ups or whatever. My point wasn't about the Dooku fight. It right. was about the difference of character, about how Vader fights and how we may see him in Rogue One. Right. And I... Look, when you say... When you even bring up Rebels as any kind of um, litmus test for Darth Vader in the way that he's going to be in this movie, I think that's silly because I don't think the creators of this movie even think about for one second the way Darth Vader is handled in in Rebels. I think that they're looking at the way that he's treated in the original trilogy as the basis for the way that they're going to handle him in this movie. How do I know and that? That's, and that's I my, don't. And that, that feeds into my point exactly that Rebels is looked at as, oh, that's just a kid's show. We're going to do Darth Vader right in a big budget motion picture. Right. Well, well, the way that Rebels, Matt, you wouldn't know this because you didn't watch. I didn't finish it. <laughs> uh, the way that Rebels portrays Darth Vader is right in line with well, all the other ways that we've seen him. Uh, just in a more expanded, more a more expanded role. That's all. Um, I, yeah, I guess so. I guess I agree with that. I think that his uh, powers were a bit expanded um, from what I saw in that premiere episode in season two compared to really any display of his power in any of the three previous or prior movies, you know, like um, against his fight against Obi-Wan, his fight against Luke, um, and then his fight against Do you think it's just Luke him again. taking on two different Jedi? Like, is that what you're saying? Or? No, I think that they really wanted to blow it out and make him seem even more powerful. They wanted to make him seem, for a kid's movie, about as scary as, the, you know, the main bad guy can Good be. Show, right? Um, I mean, he's... For, yeah. for this, I, I don't... Number one, I don't think he's the main bad guy in Rogue One. So I don't expect to see him doing any kind of crazy shit. The least of which, I don't think he's going to fight anybody. I think he's just going to be kind of a, like a presence in this movie. Wow. If I you're think right, you just ruin the movie. I think, I think... Who's he going to fight? I think Vader's going to kill... Vader's at least going to kill somebody. Like, it might not be a fight. The martial artist, maybe? It's going to be um, one of those. I mean, I... I one I, of those non-whites... Do you think, I, maybe I think the martial little, artist will I, try to fight him with I his think, stick? I and think it's going it, to make you pound off. I think. I think it's a little silly to speculate who and when. Like that's so silly. I but he's going to fight somebody. Saw Guerrero. I don't think that's silly at all. Bear. I don't think that's silly at all to suggest. It's a waste of time. Like we're going to find out eventually. I don't think it's silly to speculate who like Darth Vader might fight. I mean, that would be pretty exciting to see him fight. Like right. I think we speculated who was going to maybe fight in, um, in the Force Awakens, and that wasn't silly to wonder. You know, is 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 What's her name? Ray. Is she actually gonna have a lightsaber and fight or what? Like just because it's pertinent to what we're talking about right now. No, I. I mean, I. I think that. Welcome to the McSauce podcast. Never mind. Go ahead. No. Where no. Ian doesn't give a fuck if you're talking. He's talking. What? It's his time. Did I just? Did I interrupt? Yeah. Totally. Go ahead. Did I? And he's a guest. No, 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 no. I, no, no, I, I no, interrupted. No. I interrupted Matt. So go ahead. You rolled over him like Vader's gonna roll over shit and Rogue One. With, with cartwheels and flips and shit. It's going to make him hate the movie. So, uh, we're halfway and through. And now Matt just doubly stepped on what I'm, you were I'm trying say. to I'm no, trying to get us back on track because we're halfway through the podcast and all we've talked about is Darth Vader's fucking walk. His, his last point and then we'll move on. Go. We, we can go ahead. It's fine, really. <laughs> this is the, this is the show. Like, 
Go ahead and talk. Can we do it? E- Nobody actually cares. Can we do an extended one for me? It's McSauce-tober. I'm so excited to be here. And there's so much shit to argue about. There my, always is shit to argue about. Go! Tell us about Darth Vader. Um, my point was, when you are talking, Matt, you are talking about who Vader might fight. Do you think... Sound like Wait, time out. Wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you just the way you say? Wouldn't it, you don't you think? Wouldn't don't you say? think? There's wouldn't you say and don't you think? Don't you think? Would a Star Wars movie? Wouldn't you? Without a, a lightsaber fight in it somewhere. Sort sort of be like when Christmas without presents. When Metallica released Saint Anger and it didn't have any guitar solos on it. I was so mad. And yeah, but your fucking generation loves that bullshit. No, I'm I'm literally. A, oh, you're like, load and unload. That's your generation. Reload. Unload. No, keep going. You sound great right now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> if it if it is the karate master, V Vader, means it's still gonna kind of be. I, I don't know. I'm sure they could dress it up. They, they can make it interesting. But if there's not two lightsabers that come together at some point in that movie is are you not going to walk out of there some kind of hole inside of you I, I think I, I kind of will even though you know it's going to happen or you hope it's going to happen I guess with every other Star Wars we all walked into Force Awakens knowing that that was going to happen at some point I mean is Rogue One going to be a little emptier if that you know yeah yeah doesn't occur I I yeah I think so I I think kind of lightsaber duels are kind of a Star Wars staple. However, these <sighs> Star Wars stories. What are you doing? What? Go ahead, Matt. Continue. continue. I'm not doing anything. I didn't do I anything. Know, I was asking Paul. What are you doing? What was that sigh about? It was an exaggerated sigh to make sure that it picked up on the microphone. His face got red when he did it. That's how much. So I don't even know where the passive aggressiveness is. At, is it at me? I don't, is it at Matt? I have no idea. I don't know, but I'll finish my point. Um, yeah, I think that lightsaber fights are kind of one of the cherry on top, cherries on top Cher- that you look forward to. I was gonna say on top. So Plural. That's wrong. Do you want multiple that, cherries? That you look, <laughs> yes, you Who do doesn't? for each movie. That you look forward to at the end of each Star Wars movie. It's right. kind of just part of what happens. Now, I think maybe for the episodic ones, that totally makes sense. And I'm sure we're going to get another lightsaber duel at the end of Episode Eight. But I feel like they have made a concerted effort to really distance what these story movies are going to be all about. And not necessarily follow the same kind of rules that the other movies have had. So... I don't... Who's he going to fight? Like, who has a lightsaber that he's going to fight? Is Obi-Wan suddenly going to show up in this movie? I really have to give my opinion on this movie because we're, each of you have hit so many points on on how I feel about it. You, when we kicked it all off, Ian, you said it's it's sort of like, you know, the, the presidential race right now and everybody feels one way and that's kind of where you are and... This trailer completely swayed me. Really? Well, well, where what you, are you? What do you guys call it? The seven point swing? Is it seven? It's uh, the trailer. The two point swing. Two point two swing. swing. Wow, I was. Shooting I mean, for the seven stars. points. Holy Something's fuck! Something's gonna suck your dick to, <laughs> yeah. to give you a seven point swing. When that <laughs> that Lucas font comes up, somebody's just like, "Get the give me that dick, boy." <laughs> Not just anyone, like the girl of your dreams, just like or that. guy of your dreams. Yeah, we're or, diverse here. I um, I. This 
trailer was really upsetting to me. Because... Oh, oh the whoa, negative the backswing! The backswing! Well, here, well, here's the thing. I, I don't... I don't regularly Here's talk. the thing about the swing. Wouldn't you say? I... I, I really... Every, every other trailer before this one, I was so into Rogue One. Like... Like Matt Casal style, I was watching him multiple yeah. times. I was losing weight. I wasn't sleeping. Just That's what Matt did last thing, two Thanksgivings ago when that Force Awakens trailer came out. He was laying in bed just sweating. I, like, oh, I feel come like, out. I feel oh, like Gettysburg. Like, did that come out today? It didn't. It came out Black Friday, but I remember on Thanksgiving, I kept hitting refresh. I think every ten seconds. You are an addict. You're Matt's a fiend. Ashes. You, you, by the time he saw it, you had your USB cable in your vein. Like, oh my god, kept, give me more. I kept flipping back and forth between my tabs, like Pornhub, Sars.com, <laughs> Pornhub, Sars.com. Your pumpkin refresh. dick this month because it's McSauceober. Big fat pumpkin dick for Rogue One. So okay, why why are you disappointed? Um, I really just, um, I feel like I saw I, I feel like they gave me a little bit too much. You guys made a lot of comparisons between like the Force Awakens trailers and um, the you know, Batman v Superman, and that Batman v Superman just was like, here's the movie. They gave they they gave you an outline. They gave you bullet points. Watching the Force Awakens trailers. I didn't have any fucking idea what was going to happen in that Yeah, game. well, here's the thing, Matthew. I think you need to keep in mind that um, we had... we For Rogue One, we have context. For The Force Awakens, we had no context. That's true. We didn't know who any of the characters were, especially in the first trailer. We didn't know who was good, who was bad. We just saw characters. I mean, I think it was safe to assume the guy with the triple-bladed lightsaber was bad, but you know what I mean. With this... We know where it takes place in the timeline of Star Wars. We know who, like, Darth Vader is, obviously. We know who the Rebels are. We know who Mon Mothma is. We know under, the mission they're going on. We know on. the mission, which is the first Rebel victory, if you read the opening crawl of the original movie. Um, you know, that looks like that's that battle. That We know the Rebels win that battle. Wouldn't I mean, that be more of a reason to not lay the storyline out, though? I, 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 I'm I not sort sure of agree with. Did. I sort of agree with Matthew. I mean, they telegraph what's going to happen with uh, Jin Erso's father being taken by... Did we see him by, before this trailer? Uh, may, yes. Maybe, maybe not, but uh, yes. we did. Yeah. He, he's taken one. by the Empire he and is. then is instrumental in creating the Death Star. Right. I mean, that's a major plot point that I feel like yeah. they could have... I, I agree with you, Matthew. They could have skipped that. I didn't need that. That doesn't make me more Not excited, or but it also doesn't make me less excited. Like I, I, I get, I, I don't, I, I understand what you're saying with too much information in the trailer, I, but it doesn't make me not want to see this movie. It's not, it's not. Um nearly as telegraphed as Batman v Superman. There, there's never been a movie that was revealed more than Batman v Superman in trailers ever, ever, ever. This probably reveals more than The Force Awakens did in its three trailers, but um, we kind of knew the story going in anyway. And Oh, my uh, back. Stretching. <laughs> and uh, so I think that's the reason why we know everything. I don't think that this revealed a ton more story-wise. You don't story think that, wise, that plot point is gigantic? Because I think it is 
a big thing to reveal get in the, the trailer. Am I being an asshole? No, 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 no. No, that's directed to me. I like it. I don't when think it's you're being someone else. Yeah, it's a. I think it's a relatively big plot point, but I don't feel like that is the story. You know that? T- yeah, it's it's a it's a big detail. It's why she's so invested in going to get the plans. That's going to be the entire right? fucking why they story. Want that's her. Yeah. Specifically. Okay. You know. Fair. That's going to be the spine of the whole fucking movie. Fair, but that was revealed in the previous trailer, which apparently I, I guess I did miss one about that. That oh, well, did we know that he was? We received a transmission from your father. Instrumental in creating, like it seems like he was opposed to did the empire see, and then became one of them. Did we? And see now him? we're going to. I, I, did we visually see him in another trailer? I, I don't think so. I, don't, I I feel like we saw him, but I'm not sure we made the connection. Who he was, well, but uh, your father. Do, am I am I right in, in assuming that he was against the empire when they come for him, and then when she's going to go get him, he created the plans and is working for them. Does that sound right? Um, based on the latest trailer, yeah, that's the way it looks to me. It, it, I assume that he's doing this kind of against his will. Yeah, I mean, but that's a but that's a giant plot. But I don't point. know because but I we don't, don't we don't know, and that yeah. could be a twist. Like when she finally fucking shows up, he's like, "Oh, no, 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 these are my boys. Like I love doing this work." <laughs> Darth Vader down in the cubicle. She, she I mean, walks, he's always she cool. sneaks into like a, a room on the Death Star, and they're like having cigars and playing poker. I think that uh, I I don't think that. This really tells us for sure how things are going to play out. So I don't know. I, I think it tells us more than I would have wanted to see. Well, y- yeah. I, well, this movie is like shoehorned very tightly, like right, right before like the events of A New Hope. So there's not a whole ton of like wiggle room in terms of like what's going to happen. I mean. I think it's safe to say the Rebels are going to bite it. They're going to win the battle, but the main characters probably aren't going to be around. Right. I mean, like... In, I, in, in light of short... In light of getting to other things in the episode, the, the other things... We're not. We're the not. other things that just ripped me out of it were what you guys were making fun of me for making notes about. And it was the... It was the so conga so line of uplifting shit that you hear in every movie trailer. Oh, boy. The when the one soldier's like, make ten men feel like one hundred, which, out of context, that sounds. That's kinda what the force does. Dirty. That's what rebellion does. Yeah, and when revolution. And when she's like, that's what rebellions are built on hope. And I was like, holy shit, are you just pulling this out of other scripts? You're- is it or is it not a war movie? Is that what this is supposed to be? And then save the dream at the end. It was like it was like this was a it was like we were we were in a movie and we were watching a trailer for a bad movie. We were in Saving Private Ryan and then it turned into that one where Robert Downey Jr. is a black guy. Tropic Thunder. Right. Which is a great movie. I guess it is. I really it? expect it's super funny. Yeah, I it is. Really like that at you all. didn't like it? What didn't you like? Any of Why humor? are we asking how Matt feels yes. about Tropic Thunder? I'm right in the middle of Rogue One. Oh, there's more. Oh, okay. All I was gonna say is like that that those dominoes of just like cookie cutter 
Let's well, go get them, guys. What, what would you What would you prefer? Nothing. No, no, no stirring words of encouragement. It does sound. You don't like think a, they all sound like those lines? It sounds like a Star Wars pregame motivational speech. Like they were in a huddle. Yeah. Right. Like they're in it the was third room. down for the rebels. I I don't know that that's how I felt about it. I, the first, I guess however many trailers I saw, um, I was one hundred percent in. I was really really. Excited I would have about liked them to say <laughs> Rogue One on four, Rogue One, but this one up really fell flat for me. No, yeah. So you're so you're out. You got like the backswing. You got the negative effect. I'm, I'm, How is that going to affect you? Are you going to not show up on opening weekend? I can't or? not be excited for a Star Wars movie, and there's no way that I'm not. Well, this isn't be there. a Star Wars proper movie. It's a, you know, it's a Star Wars story. It doesn't or matter tale or whatever the fuck they're a Star Wars story. They're yeah. called. See that doesn't to me. It doesn't make it any less of a Star Wars movie. I'm not as excited as the the proper movies but like I'm still amped like I'm still gonna see it I'm still right. excited to see where the story goes what makes Star Wars so special like it's the characters right like lightsabers. Luke Skywalker I think it's or... just lightsabers do you no I'm joking oh. see I think if there's I, I think if there's another lightsaber in this movie that's not Darth Vader's I'm gonna be pissed yeah like I don't need to see Matt you you talked about the ending lightsaber fight I really don't want to see that. And I don't think that they'll do that either. I think that this is going to be a step away thematically and structurally away from the Star Wars model. I expect Darth Vader to light up his lightsaber, and take kill out someone. a couple X-Wings, do some... Take out take some, some X-Wings. You think he's going to take big out some X-Wings? With that lightsaber. Do you really, on this show... Matt, can you timestamp this fucking insanity? Is gonna, what's he, how's he going to do it? Darth Vader duels X-Wings. Not to jump on you, but you also just said like 20 minutes ago that I feel like Darth Vader's going to do right. some shit that's crazy. He's going to do some flips. Some shit that Darth Vader can't do. It's going to pull me right the fuck out of this movie. He's going to jump and fucking power through said, some... Some X-Wings. My point is, uh, Darth Vader uh, should be the only lightsaber that we see. And he's going to do some big shit that we haven't seen him do before with a lightsaber. But if there is another lightsaber in that movie, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Because there shouldn't be. Just like in Millennium Falcon, the movie, there should not be any lightsabers. Because there are facets of the Star Wars universe that don't climax with a lightsaber fight. I agree with that. What would you think is going to be the... Do you really... I know that you were using hyperbole and saying that he was going to take out an X-Wing. I'm being fair with you now. What do you think he's going to do that is going to be outside the range of Darth Vader's power set in this movie? I think he's probably going to pull down a couple spaceships with the Force. He's going to, you know, collapse... Fucking ship at some point on the pilot, maybe. Just use some use some other force stuff. Do you not think, necessarily the physical lightsaber fighting? I think he can. No I, one better fucking lightsaber fight him in this movie. I will walk out of the theater. I think Vader can like crunch a X-wing wing or something like that. You know, like or smash a, a landing yeah. gear or something. You know, yeah. like I don't think that's out. 
side yeah, of the I don't, I don't think so capability. I, I don't think any of that shit's going to happen. If it's well, do you think that's outside his power range? No, absolutely not, but nothing like that will happen. What do you think's going to happen, Matt? I think, he, like I said earlier, he's just going to essentially be a presence. I think he may kill someone with a lightsaber, although I think it might be that Krennic guy as he's walking very aggressively toward him. I think that's about a split second before the lightsaber Dude, comes it's out. It's not him. It's like, comes I, have, I have the K-cup for the Keurig. It's all cool, guys. I'm here for the beer. See, I don't, we'll see. Uh, see, I we'll don't see. think I don't think the Imperials are really going to see the, the lightsaber at all. Because by the time you get to A New Hope, all of them think he's a fucking joke. Except Tarkin, who's been around forever. But all the other guys think he's a fucking joke. So I don't think if there's lore of, like, six months earlier, oh, fuck, Darth Vader uses lightsaber on credit. Can you believe that shit? So, like, I, I think if it's Hey, that happen, was private, man. There's that's nobody actually, else around. The thing, right, it's going to happen out no, in, like, like, the field, or, like, no one else is going to win. When he is walking One dude him, popped off nobody, at him oh, in A New Hope. He's, and he's he, on the Death Star at that point. Like if someone finds Krennic's body cleaved in two, they're going to be like... <laughs> I bet I know what happened. To they guy. could just throw him in the garbage chute. It, am I or am I not you wrong think in thinking that? Because that's who takes him. Like in Empire, people yeah, were. Hang on one second. Paul has something to say. Um, he was saying it. I'm yeah, I know. He interrupted. So no, okay. I always did. That was it. Okay. Who do you think's gonna find Krennic's body? Darth Vader's gonna be like stormtroopers. Nobody. Maybe he just gets killed and then those stormtroopers are gonna be like Dan. You're not gonna believe Could what you I cleaned up today. What a blood curdling scream when it's like the the stormtrooper schlub that's on patrol sees a cleaved body in two. <laughs> a cauterized. And he torso. screams like a girl, like inside his helmet. It, Which is funny because you know Walrus Man's arm wasn't cauterized when Ben Kenobi cut it. That's because he hadn't used that lightsaber know. in a while, wasn't it? So it was, hot. It was had dumb. to warm up. <laughs> The thing that's funny about that scene... Lukewarm? Matt, I love that you had the reasoning keyed up. It, it was. was it was chamber. holster. It was in the chamber. It was ready to go. Yeah. I wasn't... That That thought wasn't even out of my mouth yet. It was like he's had his hand You're on like, that smoker all night right under the table just waiting for you to fucking say it. I was like, well, 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 pushes his glasses up all you know. That's because his lights are wasn't that hot yet. The Death Star scene in A New Hope dork. where he does choke that dude out who's like, Hey, Darth, you know what you're talking about? The when force? he spits an egg yolk on the It, it always looked like that to me. <laughs> From his cop salad to his cater. It took me until I was 20 to realize that it wasn't there was a, a light fucking... on the table, not an egg yolk. <laughs> it was a yellow button. Like, and I'm I was like, a kid, like, Darth Vader made him choke up his... I used to say the tidal wave. Badass as fuck. When I was a kid, I would say the tidal wave. Look, he throws up. He throws up. He's like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> Look right there." He force makes it's him yellow. Puke. My point. Wait, is wait, 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 hold on. About that scene. So, you, this guy's coming at Darth hard. He's like, "Hey, numb nuts." Who you're, is? You're taught the guy who gives it's it to him that he that he chokes. No, right? in episode four, the uh, Madi. Oh, the guy yeah. who chokes. Yeah, he's the only. But he's that, the only dude that pops off. Isn't he like, like the, everybody else is cool and they're like, right, oh, right. Listen to the fucking but, the cyborg that's right, walking around here. <laughs> but Madi was like the commander of the Death Star. He was like 
next to Tarkin, he that was like his baby. Right, but he's one individual. Like maybe he held that belief, but I don't think everybody thought right, like right. that Darth Vader was crazy. You looking know what back I mean? at it, to me, the storyline of that scene is that Darth's had that shit reeled in for years. Like he went to therapy <laughs> about it. At some point, he was killing every. He was just walking down the hallway. They'd be like, "I'm just born in Darth," this- and they'd be like, "Dead." Somebody. He, maybe he met somebody that made him reel it in. I don't know. But for him to come at him that hard kind of leads you to believe, like, it's been a while since since Darth's gone off. Since See, he's gone I, off. I feel like it's been board. a while since somebody fucking snapped at him. Yeah. I always, Am I interrupting or are we having a conversation? I always got the sense <laughs> that in that scene, a lot of those dudes around the table were kind of like, oh, because they they're they're all reacting to Vader like, all right, you're from a different time. No one's seen this shit in millennia. Because when that movie's made, no one has seen that shit. The prequels didn't exist. The timeline wasn't established. When that scene was shot, this dude was from a different time. He was from a different era. So no one believed that shit. And then when he does it, everyone's kind of like. Mm, shit. I always felt up a little more straight. I always felt like it was the thing where people were like, "Oh, this is the thing we don't talk about. You don't fucking fuck with this dude." Yeah, maybe we don't believe in the force, but don't say it to his face. And dude, whatever his fucking name is, Admiral Motti, mouth off, uninitiated, mouth off, and got his cob salad choked <laughs> out of him. So that's how. Because then. In the following episodes, people are kind of shook up. They're like, oh, shit, he's choking people to fucking death. Right? There were no? stormtroopers well, going, guess what I found? Guy? Who's the first guy that gets killed in Empire? Ozzel. Is, Holy shit, Matt. Is he afraid going into that? No, he said, oh, Lord Vader, uh, we've landed and we're preparing to... Uh, right, that? but then, but Piet's the one that after that is like, oh, shit. It. Yeah, that's because Piet wasn't a total fuck up. Admiral Ozzel was as clumsy as he was stupid. That's true. That's <laughs> you get a gold that's asshole, and I hate your guts. You get a gold star for the night. So yeah, like I don't think even I'm after the Death Star mm-hmm. boardroom scene, I still don't think because the Empire is wide, it's expansive. Admiral Ozzel isn't necessarily in contact through the chain of command. They have of what happened in that They order. email each other. They're like, oh shit, do you hear what happened? I'd oh. like to think in the future, even though it's a long time ago. A.Ozzel at <laughs> Stardestroyer.com You see you got crossed off the phone list? <laughs> <laughs> He's not OMG, I sent this anymore. to everyone. <laughs> so anyway, uh, reply to all. Why don't we, why don't we quickly do some polynomics for, um, for for Rogue One now that we've seen the final trailer and let's move on to some monster talk. I'm excited. It's, it's uh, dark in here. You're you're the guest, yeah, Matthew. Guess you uh, go first. And the way polynomics works is uh, anticipation and excitement. On a ten point scale for each, go. You don't need to tell me, baby. I know. I let. I listen. I'm a fan. Um, I'm sort of it. I'm I'm uh most most exciting and answer you possibly have this um, I think I'm like fives through the middle right now um, well I guess the antici- anticipation's up just because it's a Star Wars movie and how can you be a five and yet like be going at like opening night 
that's what I was just saying. I guess anticipation is up because it's a Star Wars movie. So maybe I should plant that more around like eight or nine. I will never there not. There be bananas go. about going. Did you did you hear what you wanted to hear? But um, I'm my I'm a little afraid of what we're gonna see now after that really? trailer. What and and it's just because they release so much about the plot, and you're not on board with the plot. Is that right? I just love the direction so much that they took all of the pre-release stuff with the Force Awakens. This one kind of scared me because it was so different. So, my excitement is still around three. Like I just don't really. I'm just. I mean, I'm gonna More go. excited for the Fantastic Four. That's cool. I'm gonna go. It's McSauce field trip. Absolutely. But at gunpoint, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you I'm gonna, gonna go. The, because you gonna do the midnight show? It's McSauce field trip. If I mean, we can go whenever McSauce you want. Decides, that's where. That's where I'll go. But yeah, I'm, I'm at like a three. Like I just. He's gonna nothing go about out this movie DVD. is really juicing me up to go see it. The expectation. Seven. I think it's going to be better than I expect it to be. I think I'm going to come out of there being like, that was really kind of cool. And I'm probably going to have to eat a lot of things that I said on this show. And that's fine, because that's what I want. I want to really enjoy this movie. Even though I think I'm... Even though I'm not all that excited about it. Ian, go. Crazy Eights. I give it an eight for oh, an I fucking ate it an eight? Yeah. Are you a maniac? Is it Eight's more crazy? reasonable than a three, you gave it a freak. Three. Wasn't that the Fuck dark world? No. Eight's what? not more crazy reasonable than a three. It's just as unreasonable fall? on the other side of the scale. No, it's not. Let Poe interrupt you, Matthew. Don't worry. He doesn't care about what you have to say. Oh, <laughs> the McSauce Interruption Podcast. And you know what? The theme of the night. He never has. I thought, th- was, was Thor not the crazy eights? Or was that the grad school? Uh, it was, uh, First of all, Thor got a nine. It got a nine. And, and that wasn't for polynomics. Everybody for the final out. review. Mm-hmm. Thor of the Dark yeah. World. It's a very quality movie. Um, but, no, I, I'm i excited about it. I think that it's going to do something different with the Star Wars lore that we haven't seen before. Give Sprinkle in a little bit of the old stuff, a little bit some Vader goodness, some old stuff from the time that we really like, that particular time of Star Wars that we love. With some old school effects and some old school costuming, I'm excited. Eight for anticipation, eight for excitement. I don't back down on that. Matt, I'm probably an eight for excitement. I mean, it's a Star Wars movie. Those are Our very resident exciting. Star Wars expert that, from the drop of a hat, pulled some Admiral Ozel roundabout dialogue out of the hey, past. Hey, Matt, go ahead and talk now that Paul interrupted you. Why are you so interrupty tonight? Like, you're Don't out of control. Don't look at me like interrupty tonight. It's the interrupt episode. You're... Like, it, oh, Ian, don't do that fucking... Don't do that Bill Cosby face, you asshole. It's, You've been the worst offender tonight. No reason to make this racial. Alright, so it's it's an eight. I said he's black, ex- not that he rapes girls. Who just interrupted? Eight. I heard eight. That was the last thing I right, heard. But who interrupted just now? Ian. That wasn't Ian. By making faces. He did. <laughs> he interrupted by making faces. 
That's great. That's um, great pod. So, uh, eight for excitement because it's Star Wars, but I think we're probably looking at somewhere like a seven for um, expectations. I hope we're at an eight or a nine, but I, I just don't know. Without a built-in uh, group of characters that we're already kind of intimately familiar with, I, and I don't, and I know that The Force Awakens had new characters, like this has new characters, but I, something tells me that uh, Jin Erso and Cassian... Clay. And Andor. Cassie and Andor are not going to be like Finn, just regular old Finn, and uh, Ray. I just don't see it. So, seven and an eight. You want to talk about monsters, Paul? I want to yeah. talk about monsters. I'm a big fan of the McSaustober episodes. I love hearing you guys scare the shit out of each other. <laughs> the only thing scary about tonight's episode is how terrible Paul's opinion is on this trailer. It looks alright. It looks okay. Like, there's nothing super exciting about Like, kids this. are gonna there's tell campfire this. stories about how there's dumb he this. is. They're <laughs> gonna be like, and then he said it was gonna be terrible! You've got characters running away from an ad Dude, it's so big. Anyway, just, monsters. Just stand, And then Vader just jumped through an X-Wing! <laughs> just stand underneath it. They can't get you. You're Just such stand a nitpicky motherfucker. Stop running. I swear to God. That makes sense. Don't right. give me that eyeball. That makes sense. It's so, Matt, tell me, tell me legitimately, not like your favorite, I think this is the coolest. Tell me what monster in the entire monster lore monster you really, like, kind of makes you uneasy. Um... Mm. I, oh man, that's a tough one. Um, I really, really like a lot of the classic type. You know, that there's movies for zombies, vampires, all that stuff. But I think one of the um, maybe slightly less mainstream uh, creatures would be the the Mothman. I think the Mothman is very fascinating because you don't really know um, what his motivations are. You don't know if he's Light bulbs. A uh, force for good, or uh, like a, you know, a force for evil. Wait, um, uh, isn't the Mothman always a force for evil? No, I don't know because he kind of prophesies. The movie's called The Mothman Prophecies, so he like almost warns of things that are gonna happen, but like it, in. So the lore is apparently like that in the '60s, I think it was in West Virginia, uh, not too far from here. Ooh, um, <laughs> there was a red-eyed creature that uh, like couples would see like in the middle of the road, and and I don't really know in West Virginia. Yeah, in West Virginia, and I don't and, and it, there were like multiple reported reported sightings of this thing, and I don't know exactly like what it did to these couples but like apparently there were all these like prophesized events that would happen most notably that that bridge that uh he said you know was going to collapse and it'd be 60 something deaths or whatever and it like collapsed like in december that particular year and that many people died and then um also that's not in the movie but uh, a big part of the paranoia. Can you stop turning those loud fucking pages? It's I like can't. each you one can't. of those pages even, is made of like aluminum. Foil. You even interrupt by they're page. So, they're it's they're so thick, they're so wrinkled. They're like I spilled water on them at some point. I can't help it. Each I've one been of those pages so is a sun chips bag. 
Which, as we all know, so is the loudest the bag of potato chips known to man. I've been trying so hard. Mothman, deep cut. Um, yeah, so one of the things that really isn't focused on in the movie is the fact that when this all went down, um, this is where the men in black idea started. The MIBs. There'd be all these like government officials that were like men in black and they basically threatened people not to talk about the Mothman and it was like this crazy paranoia at the time in this town. And um, When did I, this occur? In the 60s. The 60s? I can get you an exact date. Huh. I've actually been down to Little, West Virginia and seen that bridge. It's pretty... It, it's still creepy even though it's, you know, been rebuilt and yeah. everything. It still looks like a piece of shit that, you know... Something terrible could happen. Anything that's sort of unknown with like vague lore and sort of widespread that. Oh my god, it's so loud. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna pick up. A handful of people may or may not have witnessed um, when you're just talking about red eyes. Yeah, it's it's kind of creepy. Like it's when you hear these these accounts. Shit. And it's not like a couple talked about it. Apparently, like, many, many people said they saw uh, this Mothman and it would, like, fly away and shit. Like, it, it sounded crazy. Fuck that. Matthew, do you, do you have a favorite monster or local horror tale? No. No? It was... No, 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 I'm sorry. Come on. It was 19, 1967. Hmm. Um, You're from Gettysburg, a lot of ghosts and shit. Exactly, none of them are monsters. Yeah, but it's like ghosts and scary stuff, right? It, there's a huge separation, I guess, in my head between like monsters and ghosts and demons and shit like that. Because um, ghosts and demons are real and monsters are fake, right? Yes. Okay. Um, Ian, you nailed it. <laughs> On that, um, I have, I've had bizarre, unnatural, <coughs> unnatural, unnatural fears of monsters throughout my life. I have horrible monster nightmares. If if you guys want to categorize like zombies and vampires under monsters, which no, I, they're kind of like I pop guess we culture. Can. I'll roll this I thought we were talking about like I'm Bigfoot and like Nessie. What what kind <laughs> what kind of zombie dreams do you have? What if you guys asked me and I was like Nessie? As he fucks me up. I'm like, cool. in a cold like, what, sweat what every does night. a Loch Ness monster do? Anything? It's just pop up? It appears. swims. Yeah. No one should be afraid of Nessie. Nessie just Listen pops to up. his name. It's like last episode. No one should be afraid of a Freddy. When you put an IE on the end, you're He's your buddy. no longer That's scary. True. That's yeah. true. Buddy. It's I don't know why people are afraid of zombies. <laughs> it's so Zombie. cute. So Zombros. Cuddly. If it was just like... Zom. Oh, shit. It's going <laughs> to come and eat my brains. I'm Zombie, done. it's going to cuddle my brains. Let's talk about so something else. So, you apparently weren't... You weren't involved in any creepy children's books as a kid. No folklore, local or otherwise, that stuck with you into adulthood that creeped you out. When you're you say you weren't... Man. You're such a diesel man, nothing scares you. So, I'm talking about... When you say I, I you weren't involved in any kind of creepy children's books, yeah, that has a certain spin. He was like, "Gonna say quoi?" He was like, "Cause I am." 
Got a lot of irons in the fire right now. We talked about creepy clowns last week. Clowns are fucked up. So you're not afraid of anything. Oh, hell yeah. I'm I don't afraid think of, that's what he said. I'm afraid of everything. Monsters. Myths. Mythology. Like, nothing creeps you out. Not necessarily being afraid of it, but just something... Like, that's unsettling. That's really fucking weird. Um... Remember, what was that, like, 10, 11 minutes ago? I said, well, if we're going to consider zombies and vampires... It might have been two minutes. Reeling, reeling back to it, there were versions of that. Or I got, Vampires were the, the early bracket of my life, and zombies kind of took over a little bit later until zombie fucking mania right now. But you can't walk into a fucking 7-Eleven with some random, like... You know, they're junk shells. Zombie fruit about, snacks. Yeah. Um, I used to have horrible vampire dreams and uh, when I was a kid. Uh, grandma's where we used to live. I used to have dreams where I'd, every one of you guys was a vampire. But you weren't like... You weren't like gardening in the backyard and glistening in the sun, ripped. Hey, little brother, wanna go get lunch? I'd be like, hell Do yeah. Do you wanna go bang some poon by night? You guys were Salem's Lot zombies. Those are cool zombies. It was yeah. vampires. It was, oh yeah, I say zombies. I'm mm. sorry. I meant vampires. You guys were carnivorous, bat-eared, ball-headed, neck-biting. You know, the scariest Nosferatu kind of vampire. What do you think it is about your relationship with us that makes us vampires? Well, you weren't there because I didn't know you, so... God damn don't, it. Don't imprint yourself on my story. I'm talking. Uh, it, it was it was the... That everybody, that everything that was comfortable in my life was, was changing, and they, you know, it was now a threat. I, it would be dreams of me being a little kid running around my, my grandmother's house. And um, zombie bite dreams became the same way later on. Yeah, you've got a history of zombie dreams. Which is like I, I I would like to know what that means. I've had some epics in in my head that like could have been written down and been Walking Dead episodes. You getting bitten or like run through one of them. Uh, not not me getting bitten necessarily, but when you're when that like first um, drop of outbreak, there's panic riots are happening and in safe houses or any place you know that's locked down bites are happening and stuff like that and just the fear of losing people the people you know like you are not gonna be the Ian Sharpley that I know that's my buddy after that bite happens well it's over so, maybe, you know, I don't know what that says about me is, psychologically, but... Is is that the fear, losing, like, the friends that you have or the people, the relationships that you have? Is that the biggest fear? I looked it up one time on one of those, like, dream book things, and it said, it said something... I don't know. They both kind of said, like, the fear of shit that's out of your control, which is really vague and kind of broad-strokey, so it's most likely horseshit, but... Yeah, and you know, the old school vampires scared me. The 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 virally kind, the original Salem's Lot, where the neighborhood's changing since Mister Barlow moved in. 
you know, weird things are happening. People are disappearing. That's that scared the shit out of me, monster-wise, I guess. Matt. Yeah. Do you have a favorite mythic mythological monster? He did say the Mothman. Yeah, I was. I thought the Mothman was oh, pretty cool. So if you were paying attention to the podcast that you're on, you would know that. I thought you were going to have a fave, though. I thought you would have one you were, like, a fan of. Well, I mean, I like a lot yeah, of this stuff. Yeah, the Mothman seemed like just something interesting, not, like, something that affected you on a, like, molecular level. Uh, I mean, no. Well, jeez. What fucking scared you? Mm, I don't know. Come back to me on that one. The thing that scares me is is uh, real stuff um, or things that could which is not monsters. So which anyway, is Paul, we just went over or mythological. It's super thing. cool that you could interrupt me whenever I'm you know. All right. Well, here's what, here's what I here's what I was the biggest fan of. Now, Ian, go ahead. Tell us tell us what real life threat you are afraid of while we're talking about mythological beings. <laughs> the man and scary monsters. This the is, fucking popo. This is fucking Aww. great. Oh, you racist son of a bitch. No, scary stuff like Leatherface. Things that could actually potentially happen. Like, that is frightening right. because Leatherface is something that could really happen. It's it's what I think happens every day in West Virginia. Like, right. it's, it's happening right now, somewhere. Right. Guaranteed. Right. Somebody in the backwaters of society doing their own thing. All right, so... Unencumbered yeah. by by the law. We get it. You're afraid of, like, real people doing horrible things. But we're talking about, like... Is Leatherface not acceptable? We're talking about... No, Leatherface is not, is not acceptable. We're talking about mythological beings, like, fantastic creatures, monsters. Something that... Something that's all just kind of creep you out. No, this is too far for you. This is this is too beyond. Like you're such a fucking fucking man. Uh, no, 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 no. I just you thought that pick. I, you I thought pick. that Leatherface uh, was fair, but you can't I ex- step I into the you. supernatural. Matt, do you accept? I, what I want to know is why there was a double fucking on his manliness. You you literally just said you're such a fucking fucking man. <laughs> I thought that I was being fair with a scenario. Because that he, was in like films. Fucking right. fucking man. All right, Paul. Who's Paul, what's your just thing? Go with it. Leatherface. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Yeah, I mean, like that shit's scary. Like all that hills have eyes. All that real life backwaters so, hillbilly terror shit. Yeah, like, that scares the shit out of me. And when, when we talk about like real life fears, I mean, that's gonna be great for that episode. It's all right. Oh, okay. Now so, when we're okay, talking right. about like goofy stuff. <laughs> okay. Like goofy nothing stuff. bothers you. Except no, for I, redneck white people, no, nothing. Zombies <laughs> and the Mothman are what has been presented so far. So or that's or, or, or if you're paying attention, vampires also. Just as fucking goofy as zombies and that's rednecks. Okay. You know what scares me? Frankenstein. The potential of uh, somebody assembling the dead, decomposed parts of humanity down in the graveyard, right down the street, and putting them together, and they could come back and fucking haunt me. Here's why I accept your first answer. I was being legit. Is anybody at the table a forensic files fan? Uh, no. 
Nobody here's watched Forensic Files. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan. I enjoy it. Go for it, though. Enlighten us. My girlfriend's a Forensic Files maniac. She loves that shit. So, we'd find them on Amazon or Netflix or wherever they were, and she would just marathon them. That was... And when it's a long-running show, like Forensic Files, there's 14 seasons of something, you just ate up a lot of your TV watching time, you know, blazing through seasons, and every episode is about a fucking real-life maniac who, you know, butchers their next-door neighbor. Fucked up shit. I... Like, all that shit is way more frightening to me than any of the fantastical stuff. I had to tell her at some point, we gotta watch something else just for a night, because I'm afraid to let you walk out the door. Because everyone's like... And then, you know, once they saw the husband was gone, and she was home alone, they moved in. It's terrifying. But it happens everywhere. Every yeah, friend- and I agree. That's more terrifying than fucking Frankenstein climbing up the back hill. Oh, I'm sorry that I'm but afraid that's... of Frankenstein. Are you but... making... Are we fucking fear shaming here on this show? I'm sorry. Yeah, because we're not talking about, like, I fucking... My fucking taillight's out and the police pull me over and I'm gonna get murdered today. We're not talking about real life shit that you need to deal with. We're talking about like, the fucking Loch Ness Monster. We're talking about just goofy, weird mythological shit that creeps you out. Alright, so Paul, what's yours? Give me a good example, Paul. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna use my crinkly book. Oh my I can't god, see it's so loud. It is super loud. So, Matt, Matt, I'm surprised that you don't know what this book is. It was a scholastic book from Watermill Press. It's called Creepy Creatures. And it's a kid's book, but it has a lot of fucked up monsters in it. Tons of death. You know my favorite part about that cover is? It has, like, all the Halloween guys, except there's six creatures on it. One's Dracula, one's the, uh... That's the, the evolved snowman. Yeah, yeah. once the moon. A mummy. One's the moon. It's fucking Mr. Hyde. I love that at the bottom. Yeah, Mr. Hyde's on there. I love that at the bottom. There's a saber tooth tiger. <laughs> that is well, the part of the book that it's the charm of the book that it mixes reality with fantasy. That's what's, <laughs> that's what's <laughs> most endearing about this book. All the images are watercolors. The only colors used are orange and gray. Through the entire book, but you get, you get a dinosaur lesson. Somebody's illustration department was like the T Rex. Jeff, what do you need? Gonna need some green. We're doing a monster book. Yeah. No can do. We got orange and brown. You get. We're cutting you get corners orange, this month. brown, and gray. Those are your colors. But I fuck. I know listeners. I know you've had this book before because as soon as I brought this book out, Ian had a hard on. You held it away from me. And I will never forgive you for holding it away from me twice. Not once, but twice. I was like, it was oh, can so I see funny it? how you was reaching it? Can for I see it. it? And you're, a, I've never heard a, your voice crack. I I had that book. Give it to me. It's a it's a kids book, but all the monsters are presented as questions like, what lizard was able to fly? The pterodactyl, and then it gives you a little. Which little biography of the pterodactyl with a little picture. But then you get shit like, what Irish demon 
lures travelers to their death. That's a good one. Anybody know? It's the water sherry. What this, does the water sherry look like, Paul? <laughs> He's like, orange and gray, I yeah, can tell right. you that. It looks like <laughs> Satan with two candles. This demon lives in the swamps. Travelers often mistake the water sherry's glowing fires for the lights of a distant home. In their confusion, they wander into the swamp late at night and lose their way. Can we How? post a Twitter picture of the water sherry? We, right absolutely, now? we absolutely can. How goddamn frightening would that be if you're walking towards the two flickering candles of the water sherry, thinking that it was your home, and then it's, oops, the devil. <laughs> Who the fuck sees two candles and goes, home? Oh, I left those but two left. candles burning. God damn it, I knew I left those things on. Oh, wait. It's my fucking can- Beelzebub. My candle bill is going to be through well, he the just, roof this month. The water sherry just looks like the devil. He's not the devil. He's he's, he's a fucking creature. So he's a I, monster. So you're going to nitpick looking like the devil and actually having the title? So the At water that point sh- when you're in the swamp going home? So the water yeah, sherry is kind of a numbnut. The devil's got... No, the devil's got different motivations. The water sherry just delights in, like, wandering death. I feel like the he devil shows up. The devil wants souls. Yeah, like, the devil shows up, like, not to trick you, but to, like, persuade you. You know? To do right, something. the water sherry's just like, oh, it's like... I'm, I'm, I'm here to eat you. This isn't your house. You're dead. So also... Paul, sorry. Yeah, ma? So the water sherry's your most... Frightening. Let's go to another page the just so we can is, hear. The water sheer is fucking creepy. I'm going to flip turning. through this book. What I also find super creepy is the Japanese Baku, the B-A-K-U. What creature feeds on human dreams? I believe it's Baku. The Freddy Krueger. This Fred lovable, Kruger. lovable creature Fred Kruger. is found in Japan. He gobbles up dreams before they have a chance to become nightmares. That, that sounds, sounds like hel- a helpful innocent thing, enough, right? but like, like that's I a mean, helpful you've got a, guy. You've got a monster, invisible, <laughs> hovering over you while you sleep, sucking like, on your sucking thoughts. on your thoughts. Exactly, that's fucked up. I don't know. It sounds kind of like he's helping you out, though. Yeah, but is how you want? I, hey, if it eliminates nightmares, I hate nightmares. No what's, one what's likes. What's the last? What's the last nightmare you had? What's the last? No one like, likes nightmares. I had they, this dream. What's the last clean, pants shitting they nightmare? This, you had? They clean the the Baku up in this book because after a little Wikipedia and Google <laughs> I, research, I cleaned today, a little Baku up myself before the show. <laughs> if you know what I mean. He feeds on he feeds on your dreams and nightmares and sucks away your life force. Yeah, that's, that's bad news. Fucking, uh, isn't that a isn't that a, um, incubus? A succubus. That's also what cats are known to do because cats like to sleep on your chest. Right, they because do. they are fucking the devil, and people that like cats are Satan. I like cats. Hmm? I love cats. Matt, uh, what's the last nightmare you've had? Uh, well, I don't even know if this qualifies. I remember it was kind of weirdly scary i was stuck in a basement um and uh it was like a very nice finished basement i'm already fucking scared you said stuck in a basement i'm in but i couldn't like get out of it um i couldn't escape but it was 
a finished basement. It, it had multiple rooms. Drywall. But I, I, I was being held <laughs> prisoner for some reason. I don't remember who the captor was. Vintage I don't remember posters. why I couldn't get out. But um, that was the last thing I remember. Being a little shaken when I woke up. But um, my one of my favorite nightmares. I may have mentioned it before. Uh, this goes all the way back to when I was a kid. Um, yeah, favorite nightmares, you psychopath. <laughs> was. <laughs> was um, when uh, I was a kid, me and my family, my mom and my brother and I, and my dad, we were um, in our house, and it was the middle of the night, and we were huddled together, uh, kind of hiding uh, in the family room, because we knew there was an intruder in the house, and it just so happened that the intruder was the spoon killer. Um, spoon man. Oops, sorry. And the spoon killer. I don't know what that is. It was something made up in my stupid, oh, okay. you know, six-year-old brain. Like, uh, you know, urban legend. The no, spoon no, killer. The, it was Sound like in the dream legend. that he killed you with spoons, like he like spoon out your heart or whatever. And eat you like froyo. But baby. it was very, very scary because there was this killer in, in our house, and and my da- I can remember my dad said we're gonna have to fight him the only way we can. With, with forks and knives, <laughs> with, with forks, with forks, and and that was all I really remember. But I, I assure you that it was a terrifying dream for a six year old. Um, so yeah. But anyway, uh, unless you guys want to talk about uh, your favorite nightmares, um, we are running a little long in the show, and we have not gotten to uh, this week's grievance. We should have some grievance music, so I'm just saying. A jingle. This grievance uh, is not related to the the retail world, unfortunately. Um, this is just a generalization, and you guys know it very well. You know that I'm not a big fan of... Um, when you go to shake someone's hand, and they give you the old dead fish, I don't like that, because I don't know what to do. But that also got me thinking, and now this kind of like veers into retail. That's what I'd do. That's actually a good idea. Smooch it. Um, I was at the movie theater not too long ago. Is this the one where people get their heads cut off at? No, but this is the one where the guy that takes your ticket doesn't have a complete hand. And, And I went to hand him my ticket, and our hands brushed against each other. And I just... Like, it shouldn't have bothered me, but it kind of did. Like, I... And I didn't know if that bothered him, because, like, I touched his mutilated or mutated hand or whatever. Mutated? Was he born in toxic ooze? Like the fucking Ninja Turtles? It looked was, like it. He was rock steady. I'm t- no. <laughs> his so his was hand, fucking ripping tickets at the theater? His hand was kind of like... Hey, use Have a good show. Like a thumb and, and like, like a like a stump... With like a big toenail, triangular-looking fingernail, and maybe a finger hanging off of there, and that was it. It's weird. It was not something you want to touch. Trust me. But I did, and that made me uncomfortable. But anyway, that's not the grievance. The grievance is so people... the grievance is disabled people. <laughs> <laughs> no, it. The grievance is dead fish handshakes. I because you just never know. What kind of pressure to apply to someone that gives you 
just their hand. It's like they're giving you their hand. No, as if they're I, giving it in marriage. No, I, I disagree with that. I think no you like the dead what, fish handshake. No matter what you're being offered, you give a real handshake. You give your handshake. If someone gives you limp fingers, you shake those fingers like a normal professional handshake. Whoever I don't whatever you get, you give a real handshake because that person's gonna be like, that was a good handshake. Yeah, but I've shooken. Or have you over? Or have you shaken? Shookified. Is it shaken or shook? <laughs> shook. Wait, what is it? I don't know. This is mixed sauce ground I've, podcast. Wait, I've what? shook. I've shaken. I think it's shook. shaken. Well, I mean, like, yeah, because shook it implies one solid shake, right? I don't know. But I've, shaken I have, is multiple. When you're shaking a hand, you're yeah, shaking. I, I feel like sh- I feel so like, you're you're shaking. Yeah, shake. I feel like shaking is the appropriate past. Yes, yeah, for a handshake. But all but, this podcast, Paul, Paul. But shake is only a singular term. Let him go. Matt was gonna. Yeah. Matt was gonna lay both so, you dummies out. No, no. Here it comes. Paul, I think you make a very noble point. Is in that you want to teach this limp-fisted handshaker how to do business the correct way. But the problem that I've experienced with that is I have shaken the same hand, the same limp hand, more than once. And coming back for a second round of handshaking, this is on the goodbye portion of the meeting, right? There's the hello. Oh, wow, you don't really have much behind that. And then it's goodbye. Oh, you haven't learned. And, and they just, they don't learn. That, that's their style. Their style is to come in gentle. Get up in and lock those, lock those thumbs. Sometimes also, whenever you're dealing with, now you have to, you have to maybe couch what you're saying because you are what I like to call, Matt, a trick handshaker. You like to do a lot of a trick shaker. You, you like to do a lot of fireworks. And, Kick flips and stuff and, whenever he's uh, going to shake hands. Absolutely. You like to do a lot of theatrics with your handshaking. A lot of people don't like that. In fact, that is uh, annoying to Can't, the 95% of the handshaking public. Um, interesting. Can, can I give you a quick education, Ian and Paul? Absolutely. And Matthew, you too? Oh, man. Let's uh, go. So shook is the simple past tense of shake. Uh, and quite correct in sentences like, I shook my piggy bank. But all that came out was a paperclip. But in sentences with a helping verb, you need shaken. So, for example, the quarterback had shaken the champagne bottle before emptying it on the coach. That's kind of weird. That's weird and, like, sexual. That was hot. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Read it again, but slower this time. The quarterback stroked his cock before coming on the coach. That's what I heard. Yeah, the quarterback had shaken his cock all over the coach's face and mustache. So, so that's what happens when you give people handshakes. Yeah, right. So anyway, that's this that's this week's grievance. Also, everybody, sorry for the handshaking and grammar lessons in this week's podcast. I know it's thrilling. But I've always found that when you get the limp handshake, it's never a dry hand. It's always clean. Every time. Yeah, you know, you you might have a point there. Every time it's always wet. You you just need to own it. You need to own it. You need to go in, strong handshake, 
affirmative handshake. Whatever you're getting on the return, doesn't matter. You give Paul a good handshake. What I is- got one today. I got a couple bad handshakes today. Fuck it. You go in, good handshake, doesn't matter. You but- leave the handshake confident in your own handshake abilities. What if you had to shake the hand of the guy at the ticket thing at the movie theater. Do you still go in with full confidence or do you try to kind of hold it in a way that you feel, I feel like, like not... you don't shake that dude's hand? I do love that we deviated well, at the beginning. How many fingers is he missing? He had a is stump. It just and, a fucking, is he it, had a stump, is it just a, a finger, and a thumb. Like he's and a not, big fingernail, I think. Is you're, making a, you're making a gun. He had a gun. You shake it like you would shake a normal hand. Because he but probably it wasn't doesn't want to be treated any differently than anyone with a full finger hand. You treat him like anybody else. You treat him like a man. You grab that fucking stump and you shake it. So grab the stumpy part? Ironically, that's insensitive. Whatever you grab. Of him. What you're doing is shake shaming. You are shake shaming. Matt, oh my god, you're an asshole. And you jerk. <laughs> Alright, so on that note. That's going to do it for us tonight. My name is Paul McGinty. And Sharpley. Shake Shamer Matt Cassell. Can I... Yeah, you defend your Shake I, I was going to apologize to the audience for this show. This was terrible. And... Glad I could be here for it. My little brother <laughs> and our special guest, Matt Cameron. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>